We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Ooh, last dance, Andy. Uh, the best two episodes. I felt like I was watching a movie. I, I, you know, obviously no one, but did you the- like the last two more than? It, it certainly got better the way it went through. I still think seven and eight were my favorites. They were. Seven, episode seven to me was incredible. But Steve Kerr, that moment, Steve, they, they built out Steve Kerr's story into Steve Kerr's game-winning shot was just, I, I mean, I keep saying it. It honestly felt like I was watching a movie. It felt like I was watching something straight out of like Coach Carter or something. I mean, that's that's kind of why MJ is the GOAT because his – his bull story is legitimately like one of those like mighty ducks angels in the outfield coach Carter. Um, yeah, name your sports movie where like the cliche, they get the, the happy ending, right? A lot of, a lot of game winners too. the one against Indiana. Um, it felt like, you know, obviously, you know, it's coming, but when he makes it, you also feel like, Man, he he does this a lot, and 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 I didn't live. I honestly life. think um, was that how you felt growing up? Like he just does he it felt he felt inevitable. Like he he was Thanos. It it just felt like no matter what's happening, Jordan's gonna win. Like I grew up with this idea. Well, Jordan's the best player. He's gonna like watching the Lakers lose in two thousand four. 
um, the one against the Pistons was jarring because like my brain had been programmed to think like, well, when you get like one of these dynasty teams, they don't get beat, you know, like it's impossible. Like how are Kobe and Shaq going to lose? Right. And, um, and, and that's all because of Jordan, like everyone's trying to live up to this unrealistic expectation he set because, because um, they're, the greatest team of all time, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, the Warriors, okay, 2016 is, you know, you're you're always going to wish that that went differently. LeBron fans feel that way about like 20 titles. Um, (laughs) And then like, but I mean, you could go farther back. Like Magic, Uh, Magic Johnson had like the tragic magic moment. Larry Bird had finals losses. Like he's literally the only guy who wrote, you know, it's it's just so storybook. You you go through you go through the series and you know they do show him losing. Um, yeah, I mean it's not they like show lose a fair amount, right? Lost a series. The the issue, not the issue, but the crazy part is on the biggest stage. And you look at today, on the biggest stage, everybody loses. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kobe, uh, Dirk. I mean, Dun- <laughs> hey, look who we have. That's <laughs> good. Hey. Good to me. I've never even. I know Sam has met. I've never made it to Warriors. This is your show, by the way. It's your. It's your time. I know. Uh, I've been following. Uh, I've been reading all your tweets. I know you've been off for a little while, so hopefully all is good. But uh, you've been putting on a show on the timeline, so it's your time, man. I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts. We, you got a have, big old uh, smile on your face. We got. We got Coach Maples. You, you, you see the shirt, man. <laughs> oh you know wow! Wow! Oh, the rings. The rings are out. I had to take it back to 06 on him with the with the with the sequins in it. <laughs> that is incredible. That is amazing. Yeah, Ben, we're gonna have to screenshot that and post that. <laughs> it. We're gonna have to make sure we get a good look at. Wow, that so, is. So, Mabels, we're we're starting with, with with this topic before you got on. Like you and I are the same age. We right. grew up on Jordan, and I was just saying, like he he set this standard that, like now at like thirty five. I realize it's not a realistic standard to hold anyone else to. It's not. He, he was never beaten. Like I remember in 04 when uh, the Lakers lost the piston, I was like, wait, that can happen. You know, like a, a team that good can lose. Cause like all I knew was like the Jordan bulls. When a bank is, he, he did something that's, uh, that's unrealistic. You would be playing at the top of your sport. You win three in a row, you take a year and a half off, you come back, you win three more. You won six championships in eight years, and he was crazy like he was because nobody else could do it. That's that's honestly essentially what it is. Nobody acts like him because nobody won. He said it himself, you, you think I'm a tyrant because you never won anything. Or no, no, nobody's ever won at his level in modern in modern basketball. Free agency and just egos is crazy. I just I don't I don't think I, I I've never felt that the goat conversation was was close, and you know this documentary just kind of reinforced those feelings to be honest. Even with some of the the stuff about him being a a, a whack teammate or whatever, but that's that's just crying to me. You want to win, you gotta you know it's, it's a price. What you think about that? Yeah, how, how did you think? Because I didn't see much of it. I mean I'm sh- I mean it was kind of his doc, so it's all, it's always gonna be a little different. But like all in all, did you think? They showed kind of that is who he was, or did they cut out a lot of stuff from just him as a person, him as a leader? Well, I, I read a I read a couple books previously. Like I I'm, I'm, I love NBA literature, so I I've, I've, I've read the Jordan Rules. I read a couple books from guys' point of view. Um, some of the stuff, like some of the super like gnarly stuff, was left out. Like when uh, you know, 
the rumor about him going for Cartwright and Cartwright was like, you know, I'll break your legs, whatever, like stuff like that. That's rumored. Like that wasn't put in there, <laughs> but pretty much like he, he, he was going to do anything to win. And he said it, and that's basically what they showed. So it was, it was kind of accurate to me, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a price for winning, man. It, it really is. And uh, like I was, and I think Sam touched this earlier, like the under, the underrated part of Michael Jordan is his willingness to be helped. Like that showed for me the most throughout the doc, especially his early years, like the first three peak taking criticism from Phil, like that to me, like it's a separator to him between a lot of other legends. I really do wish they got more into Phil and like, honestly, right, right. They, they could have done like 50 episodes if they wanted to, right. but like, but like Phil, um, just so much, so many mind games of this team. Like we, we know he was the leak for Jordan <laughs> at this point. Like he, he did that purposely to motivate the team. And like, I just don't think that even would play today. Could you imagine if like Ty Lue leaked a full book on like stuff LeBron was doing, just trying to coach him afterwards? Like, like and it's not even a shot at LeBron. It's just kind of like, I don't think that plays. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, I'm just speaking from personal experience as a Laker fan. Like we were shot with Phil. Phil, remember Phil wrote that book after he left? Oh, the 11 rings? The 11 rings. And like, it was pretty much like, there was like two chapters of straight Kobe hit piece. And then, like, in 2009, it's like, 2008, it's like, oh, shit, he's coming back after all that. So, like, it's it's crazy how he was able to manage. Like, that speaks to Phil. I think Phil is the greatest personality manager in sports history, which is why he's the greatest coach. But you got to be able to deal with, you know, egos at that level. I had my I mean, favorite I watch part. A, I could watch a 10-part doc on him trying to manage. Sam, you'll watch man. anything. Sam, you're watching Korean <laughs> baseball. Fucking guy. You, you'll, watch, you'll watch fucking any. My, my favorite part of this documentary was uh, – well, it was two parts. Seven, it was the end of episode seven when MJ went on his speech. Everybody, everybody loved it. But Steve Kerr, um, his story right Damn. into the shot, straight, yeah, straight, straight yeah. out of, straight out of a movie. What, what was your, what was your favorite? I knew my favorite part is the, is the last two minutes of episode seven. That, that to yeah. me, um, how you respond to that dictates me your whole like mental attitude towards sports if you didn't respect michael jordan after that two minute spiel he gave about why he was how he was and why he won you didn't respect that i just we, we were, were never going to see eye to eye on sports that that for it was me but the steve kerr thing like you said that was crazy man i knew tidbits of it but i didn't know the exact details mm-hmm. and it kind of explains to me how a lot of how he is and how he's able to garner respect from all different kinds of players too i think he, he, it was a that was a great highlight of him now, like him taking a punch from Michael Jordan actually <laughs> helped him win a championship. It was crazy how that came full circle. You coach like MJ? You uh, you you, you tell your players, I'm gonna whip your ass if I see you again. <laughs> you tell your players that? No, Is I, that? I, I, I tweeted this. You can't. It's, it doesn't work like that today, man. Honestly, they just they don't they don't take it. It's like they go to the principal, they go to the athletic director, they go to parents. <laughs> It just, it just is what it is, man. So it's, it's a different generation, which is why I think there's a divide on the timeline between guys, me and Sam Age, and the other guys about how they interpret some of this stuff. It's like, that's, I was like, yeah, that's how you wanted to win. Otherwise, like, yeah, we that's just, that. that's we just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so I think that's a lot of the shit, a lot of where the discourse is coming from, people interpreting what they're seeing in different ways. To me, I was like, oh, Michael Jordan, he's, you know, the goat, man. That shit was lovely. I that's interesting. That's an interesting topic, though. That it's it is it is a lot of like a lot of the LeBron stuff you see. That's it is a lot of like you talk about being you know able to get coached. 
I mean, I don't, you don't really see that from, you see that from Kobe, even with Kobe, you saw that. I mean, he was, he was a tough guy to coach, but he, Kobe, Kobe was like the last he, guy of that generation. Yeah. For me, not like his whole, like, you could throw Dirk and other guys, but like they were, they're the last of that generation for sure. I think so. I think it's not, it's not so much, it's the more of the, um, I think it's like, you know, I'm in favor of the player, this player empowerment yeah. era for sure. the most part, but I think the downside, a lot of it is like this. There's a, a lack, a lost respect for like the chain of how basketball works, which is coaching and, you know, buying into something bigger than yourself. I think that's getting lost in a lot of this of what's going on with this player, the individual, the individual over the team and the team sport. I think that's where the downside of it is. Yeah, not not even to like tie it to another sport, but like you see it in baseball too. Like what, what's the name? Garrett Cole, best pitcher in baseball. And then throws on like a Scott Boris hat afterwards. <laughs> it just, it just kind of sums it up, and it's like that's cool, man, because he's about to get you three hundred million dollars. But it's also <laughs> like it's a little less pure, right? You know, it's like it's just it's just and you know, it's just it's not negative or bad. But I heard like listening to people say like I've heard a lot of people who've been in the NBA and coaches who play in the NBA like a lot of these guys they don't play to win. They play for the stuff around it. And that's like, if you're seeing some of that coming to the forefront, like they're starting to wear that proudly now. Like, I'm not playing to win. I, I, I want the biggest check. I want to get my, you know, my branding up. Yep. And that's showing itself. So, like, for guys like me who came up with, you got to win, 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 you know, I think I just, I don't Do like you think- it. I can't say it's wrong. It's just different how it is right now. Do you think that Jordan Doc will change that? Because, like, the one thing – Jordan has all the branding in the world. He has all the money in the world. Right. But he has all of that because he won. Like, the brand doesn't exist without the six rings. The brand doesn't exist without, like – I mean, he's – Well, the he's big- got, like, a mysticism that, like, no one else will have because literally he was unbeat. He my, answer is retire. No. my answer is no, and it's because of this. How many players in the NBA right now have max contracts and have never won 40 games in the season? Devin Booker. <laughs> Devin Booker's just popped into my head immediately, and I'm just like, God. Okay, and I like Devin Booker. I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, but like, with yeah. that, with, with that no, you're right. You you hit that. Like, remember, Michael Jordan, his contracts may be, what, $2 million in the 80s? He's still right. riding for something, right? So, but Devin Booker, okay, I've averaged 25. I've never won. It's not a second. I love Devin Booker. I think, I think he's got a great, I think he's in a bad organization. It's not a shot at mm-hmm. Devin Booker personally, but I'm just saying, this right. is a and you get maxed a max contract, more money than 99% of people in the world before you even achieve any success. What's your motivation at that point? I think that's okay. We can even look at the Bulls like Zach right. Levine got 80 million guaranteed. Right. So Zach, that's what I'm saying, right? Right. Boogie Cousins, like before you made Boogie Cousins, a lot of guys who got big money before they even won. So I don't think it's got, that's going to change at all. It is curious too because I feel like you throw you throw MJ in today's era. You take away the fact that you, he's probably gonna be pretty damn good too, if not even better. The, he you he gets paid max he gets maxed out in like five years, six years, right? I, 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 whatever, yeah. With 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 at least the mentality that they've shown in the show, it, it does seem like nothing will change from that mental aspect. No, um, no, but he's he's like what he's a different type of cat though. That's I think that's what the, the what the main thing is. He's 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 built different. I mean, you hear Kobe in the documentary himself oh. is like, uh, what you see from me, that's where I got that from. Like he Kobe literally says it in the doc in his interviews, like that what you see in me, what I do, that's where I got that from. So I think it would be like what we saw from Kobe on steroids. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up on Kobe, but go ahead, Sam. That's so that that's, was, that's all I got. I was watching this like oh, that's the same dude, but he's 
Yeah, I think I think Kobe, I think Kobe, Kobe is just MJ for guys five years younger. Yeah, that's exactly I think, why. I think, I think a lot of a lot of a lot of Laker fans were like rightfully. I didn't. I, I wish I loved both players, but a lot of yeah, Lakers right. because people were a lot of the stuff that they're praising Michael Jordan for. Kobe got a lot of shit for you know doing his right. career. So I think they were like they were seeing that kind of like whoa okay come on now our guy wasn't getting the same love for mm. trying to mimic the same behavior from a guy ahead of him. I think that's where a lot of light Laker fans got kind of upset with the doc or whatever. Or that's that was like something they were nitpicking at. Was there any part of the documentary that shocked you or surprised you? The weird that I didn't I, I read a lot so there's a lot of background stuff the stuff about the security guy kind of taking the place of his father. Like you see that guy in a lot of photos, but you don't right. know that they're, that they're that close. And I think at the end, you saw a lot of the human side of Michael Jordan. And then the other part is, um, I think he's affected by a lot of this talk about how he was as a teammate. Like that crying at the end of the episode seven where he has to cut it off after he gave his two minute speech was where he was like a uh, break after he said, if you don't want to play that yep. way. Yeah, like end that of episode not, seven. Cause he always been so like, fucking, I'm gonna do whatever to win. But you could tell, like at that point, you could hear that he, he'd been hearing the chatter about how he was as a teammate. But do you think, because you know, people ask, and my friends watch this and they love it. They're like, "Oh shit!" Because we're all the same age. We're all like twenty eight, yeah. and we're all watching it. Like everybody's like, "Yo, that's the fucking goat." We were all talking about what what was going through his mind in, in those couple minutes. There was he. I don't think he was regretting it. I, I don't think he was regretting it. But there must have been a part of him that was like, I think, you know, he, kind of. I think he I think he was he's offended by the pushback like he's offended that people take offense to him valuing winning over everything else in, the, in the, which is the point of the game yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah. I think he take like he takes seriously and he's a and what I what the big thing with MJ was he was so more athletically gifted than everybody else in that era right the, the attention to detail he played in his craft like the footwork the shooting understanding like defensive and offensive concepts. Like he could have rested on his lowest as the best athlete. He was two generations ahead athletically. He could have just rested and been just satisfied with that, but he wasn't like he's, he's, he loves the craft of basketball. I think that's what irritates him when it's like, well, he wasn't a good teammate. He's like, motherfucker, I won. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> um, who do you, um, we got a couple minutes left. Who do you, what do you think gets close to, to MJ today? Uh, because that's a tough one uh, for me because I don't really see it. Steph is different. LeBron's as different. As, a, as far as a player? Timmy. Yeah. No, even I th- I'm, I, I'm thinking more mindset even. I'm thinking more like Kawhi. I honestly think Kawhi or KD are probably – well, no, KD's different. But um, <laughs> what I was going to say is like Kawhi might be the closest, but that's not even a good comp either. It's not. I, I, I don't see like, it. Stylistically, like he's – the way he mm-hmm. operates in the mid-range, the hands – He's not, a, he's not as full as an athlete, but he still operates the same way. But yeah, I just sure. I don't, I don't like the mentality wise. Mentality wise, I, I don't see a. I don't like see Jimmy a, Butler maybe from a mentality perspective. Jim, I guess Jimmy's doing like an off, Jimmy's doing like an like off brand. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't. I, mean, have, I love Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't have. Jimmy's not the quad. That, he's like a like a like a B B plus player. So I think right. it's, it's, right. it's not the, it doesn't hit the same. Right. But it, it was telling that when Jimmy Butler pulled that shit in Minnesota, he was the one traded. And then they haven't been in the playoffs ever since. Yeah, and right. Philly came close to a championship. Philly came close to a championship last year, and then mm-hmm. Miami's a dark horse last year. And this year, uh, like a, anybody's dark horse, that's where Jimmy Butler is. And that's telling for me where we are as far as yeah. sports, as far as mentality was. Yeah. I think if Jimmy Butler's in Minnesota, they're a much better team than what they are now. Yeah. But he challenged the the highest paid player, Cat, to be better. 
And I, I'm pretty sure he wanted out of Philly because of uh, Simmons more than anything. So I don't think it was Embiid. He he still seems like he has love for Embiid. Seems like he likes Wiggins too. So yeah, I did, we got on a Butler tangent. I guess there's not really anyone else. I can't. I I, I truly can't think of anyone. Um, it's, it's just it's hard t- to imagine someone staying that grounded with some that the great. amount of uh, attention anyone that talented would get right now at like eighteen, nineteen. You know what? Mentality wise, I can see. I can see. I can see Giannis. Now doubling back to the question, I can see Giannis maybe. Right. Okay. I can see Giannis maybe. And, and Giannis is kind of a late bloomer, which like kind of ties into it. Like Jordan kind of had to work to get that attention. He, uh, you, know, you know, what's crazy when they said if they had the Olympics before the draft, he would have went number one. That was interesting. Oh, wow. They said 84? That, yeah. They said yeah. that 84. They did the Olympics. He was the, clearly the best player by then. They did the Olympics before the draft. He would have went to Houston instead of the Kings. Another yes. another L for Houston. <laughs> we do uh, we do love hearing that. I guess we'll uh, we'll end there. We'll, we'll end with Giannis being the next MJ and Giannis being the next great Warriors. Um, great, <laughs> great, great fucking shirt, Jason Maples. Hey, I, um, gotta, I gotta ask a question. Yeah, go for it. So, if you gotta give up Clay to get yeah Giannis, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll drive I'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> We love Clay. We love we love Clay. Clay's the man, but uh, you know how it goes, man. Like if you're a Warriors fan, you say the same thing. Come it's, on, it's, it's like obviously you're gonna try to give him like every Draymond or Wiggins package. <laughs> Draymond, ever, yeah, we'll like, try to push push, push push come to shove. Like it's, it's a no brainer. Look, you didn't want to fl- you didn't want to flip Ingram. You didn't want to flip Lonzo, but you know, end of the day, you got to do it for AD. You got to do it. So you know what? I'm not gonna get. That's like a 10 minute conversation. <laughs> I'm not gonna- <laughs> but <I'm not laughs> we gotta we'll bring you on again to talk pelicans because they are one of the most exciting teams in the league so uh, oh, maybe sure. hopefully man, zion's man, not man. not 500 pounds by the time this thing ends so uh right man that's something man. him and him and him and b fingers, man i'm worried fingers crossed fingers <laughs> crossed all right man i appreciate you Jason. good to see you as always man i good looking man thanks for having me on appreciate y'all man take care take care yeah bet, bet. oh and now we got Oh, my, my, uh, we're going back to back Laker fans here. Oh. Uh, these are, these are the listen, only you wanted, you, Listen, when we're talking greatness, we got to bring on the Lakers people. <laughs> Domin, uh, Domin Rangula. How are you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I'm having a great night. Listen, man, it's been a while since we've had like a legit good sports night. And, and thank God for MJ, man, because I'm struggling right now with this quarantine shit. I I uh, I I'm drinking Get wine. Get a little stir I, crazy. I, I got a steak. Yeah, I got a steak going. Like this is a legit sports night for me. It's been awesome. Man. You have uh, yeah. We're going we're going back to Korean baseball tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dona, uh, let let's talk about uh, Dom. By the way, Domin. I've just been saying Damon the whole time. Sam's corrected me like twenty times already. Um, great <laughs> Zoom background. Uh, uh, oh, listen, man. We got to listen. We got to step up. This is a big occasion. You know, we got to rise to the occasion. Yeah, got a, a MJ and Kobe. Uh, all star. Do I need to change? Do I need to change mine to a picture of of Steph and MJ? I mean, it won't be as good. Like objectively, <laughs> no one else is gonna have the the all star photo of of uh, their favorite I team's mean, listen, athlete. Wouldn't it be more appropriate for you to have one with Steph and Scotty? Just Steph and Yon it. Steph and Yon. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to the. Let's move on to the uh, to the to the. What, what, we're asking everyone this. What was your favorite uh, uh, part of the documentary? 
You know what, man? And, and so this is going to a broader conversation. Like Sam and I are old as shit, right? So we've been having this conversation for a long time now. Do you notice this, this, when this we're pod's going from the old people gradually? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. This is we're, we're we're heading to senior citizen uh, territory. <laughs> but you know how you know how like I, I just enjoy the fact that it's so unique when we're talking about great moments like the flu game, for example. It's not MJ talking about MJ the whole time. It's all the other players, all the other broadcasters. They're talking about it. I love this, man. This is this is how it's supposed to be. Where you're not talking about yourself all the time. Other people are creating the myth. Other people are generating that hype, and you're just going out there doing work. And that's been the whole time. What I've enjoyed so much, and I miss so much, is this. It's like this organic. Yes, this is a total propaganda film. This is a total. Just yeah, like, MJ, MJ definitely had a couple things cut out of it, you know, <laughs> right, which right, which is exactly. fine, but <laughs> right, exactly. It's like this whole time I've been watching this. I'm like, yes, this is MJ propaganda, but notice he's not talking like the whole time, which is I think what we're missing from our modern discourse. Where modern discourse is all about the players themselves talking about themselves the whole time, and it totally ruins the experience. Yeah, I mean, how many times has he like propped up Scotty or talked about like I you like Michael Jordan wouldn't exist without Scotty Pippen or the whole Phil Jackson or Rodman angle? Rodman actually might be the most interesting character that like we didn't get enough of from this show. But like, <laughs> man, the point he, is, he, could you imagine yeah. in current current times a player like like Draymond showing up on WWE Raw? Like in the middle of Monday, the Monday, when there's a game on Wednesday, it's like <laughs> yeah. he's, you just turn on like, yeah, WWE. He and... basically did that last season. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, the guy, <laughs> the guy was fucking around the whole season. I don't know what he was doing, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I, there's I get... a, there's another level of it when it's like, it's one thing when it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy likes to party. It's another one. It's like, oh, this guy is now on professional wrestling, body slamming Hulk Hogan, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. No, the, the whole the whole time I've just been mesmerized by the production of the games themselves, how big the games felt. Like we're right. going through game footage of all these games and it's about the game, man. Like it's, it's, I've enjoyed these nights. Like I've looked forward to these nights in a way that it's been a while since I've looked forward to specifically basketball stuff. It's been a while the way it's been hyped up like this. I, you well, know, I, I Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I feel like it starts with Jordan and some of its era, like Jordan today would probably be load managed because someone would convince him that it would give him a competitive advantage. But like, there's something to the fact that like you, it was event viewing and you felt like you're watching Jordan, you're watching the Bulls versus the Pacers in a regular season game and it has weight to it, right? Yeah. And now it's like the discourse is like, well, it doesn't really matter. What matters is if they're healthy in May, you know, and that's fine. And I can intellectually understand it, but it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, I I, I keep going back to this point. So you make a good point. So, for example, I'll I'll bring it back to your favorite topic, LeBron, right? You guys love talking (laughs) LeBron, right? So let's bring it back. This is what I'm really here for. You guys can we can pretend like oh, oh we're talking about yes. you know, MJ. We're talking about this. You know where this usually goes. You, yeah, you yeah, know where well, this usually goes. Exactly. We're talking about LeBron, right? LeBron this season has played hard every night. He's played on both ends. 
He's set the tone for the team. He's actually had a super underrated season. The problem, stop, though. Stop it. Underrated. No, no, stop, listen. Stop. The problem, though. The problem. And this is this is right on the light years, like, wheelhouse, right? The problem is he is making sure that him and his employees, you got Maverick Carter out here, you got Rich Paul out here, you got Kendrick Perkins there, all of his employees out there making the case for him when nobody needs to make the case. Just shut up and play. You've been doing everything right. Why do we keep hearing about your you and your cronies talking about this? Just shut up. You're doing everything right. Stop messing with what's working. And that's what MJ, and, and this does come to the era. This does come to, I'm sure if MJ was around now, he would do a lot of the same things. He would do a lot a of lot the same. More, a like, lot more Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> right, right. Ahmad Rashad, right, exactly. Ahmad Rashad would have a show on ESPN, like his own show, right? That's all you were talking about. But this is just the, fighting, is just fighting Kendrick Burke every day. <laughs> right. And this is the this is the this is the reason why, even though I wasn't around to really point. actually watch and enjoy MJ, this is why LeBron will have a hard time capturing the culture the way MJ has, is because other people are doing it for him in a way that LeBron is doing it himself. It's like, Man, it's like know, an I, oversaturation, I, I, right? Yeah. Right. So I, I work like uh, I to work in garments uh in in los angeles i used to work in like the uh, garments industry and right. a lot of people came from latin america and uh we had shoes and they would be like we want jordan shoes i don't know if they've ever watched basketball games but they would all pay a premium for jordan shoes the way michael jordan captured a culture and a myth i i, I think maybe the social media era just won't allow for it at all no matter how great a player is god i like that i mean i like <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that, but that is that is something that's, um, you know, if you, you take away kind of the noise, and, and part of it's just how basketball is today, how, how things are covered today. Um, everything's just extra fucking spent. That's why I, like, barely check my timeline now. I always tell Sam, like, it's just – it's gotten so – I just need the games to come I just back. Get so Andy, just, I just get Andy angry. Like, I curate the most ridiculous <laughs> tweets. And, and I legitimately <laughs> get angry. I legit – because it's, it's just – it's too much. I, you know, usually it's like I, I don't but I, but I do I do still go back to this because, like, LeBron's good at storytelling. There's no way around it. Like, 2016, Warrior fans won't like it. But, like, that's a very good story. Going back yep. to Cleveland, winning one there, etc. But part of Jordan's – mythology is they just weren't beaten and like you and i or all of us know like if they just kept bringing the team back at some point they get beaten because you know right at some point Shaq and kobe are younger and better than them right like that would have probably been the team that takes them over the, the magic listen the magic beat them when jordan came back the magic beat them we don't really we don't really even count that we we kind of make excuses for jordan We're like ah, oh, he's kind hey, of hey, hey, 15 okay. games doesn't Count. It, right. He had a baseball. He had a baseball body. Doesn't count. Right. Right. That exactly. was pretty no, good. That was no pretty good. No one was a better. Um, we we have to give uh, the the perk of the documentary award. Like the number one chill is definitely Tim Grover. No one out. One hundred percent. He was so good, man. No, but that's the thing, right? We're making the case. Tim Grover's making the case. Like this is where LeBron. I, I actually, has... fe- I actually feel like the strongest case was made by guys who hated him, like guys like uh, Judd right. Bushler or like Bill Weddington, or like, yeah, he sucked, but it worked. You know, but that's the thing, right? Those moments resonated more. Like we had those great moments where MJ is saying the glove, and we're going to remember those things. But the real documentary, the thrust of the documentary, is how his peers talked about him, 
and how his opponents talk to him and how Charles Barkley talked like all these guys Reggie how they Miller talk about him was inc- Reggie, Reggie Miller, Miller. Right? yeah that was an right. incredible i i didn't see that I, I, he said that and i as as you know, as, as Simmons and Russell always do, as people that play sports, as us that play sports, it's just <laughs> I I couldn't imagine saying that about someone. It just right. and, and it just, and he's one of the greatest players ever, like top fifty whatever player of all time. And it's like for him to say that, you know, what he did in a documentary about him just saying, I never said, you know, MJ or whatever he did, right? And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, holy shit! Like you've got to have an incredible amount of respect. Uh, for the other guy that you're playing with, in order to say something like that, it, it's no it's question, crazy. Man. Reggie and Steph, w- top fifty players of all time. All right, no hey, Jesus. Reggie, by the way, completely <laughs> underrated. I just want to talk about this. Yeah, Sam's um, been on that train for for a couple weeks. Here. I do feel I do feel strongly about this one because I one I was definitely the weird kid who liked Reggie Miller more than the Knicks. So, uh, but irrespective. He's better than Clay Thompson. Can we get that out of the way? Can we get that out of the way? He could actually dribble without having to look at his feet. That's a very important <laughs> characteristic. Say by the hey, by the way, Domin, this is uh this is Sam's uh beginning of his clay take so that when the Warriors <laughs> trade for Giannis using clay. No, I love that. It. I love all works Clay's, out. Clay's excellent. All- Clay's excellent. I'm just saying put Reggie Miller is he in a defender? Area where is he a defender? Is, he's is a, he he's same? a good defender. Um Put him in an era where coaches don't yell at him about shooting threes. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I think he was. A, I think there's he's... a case, but but uh, there's a case. But I I think Andy does really get to it. Like we're we've been listening to Sam for some time now. Between Draymond and Clay, just he's ready to just yeah, drop kick is. their asses out the moment. Oh, yeah. The moment it makes sense, they're gone. Sam hey, wants. I'm like so I'm bad. like Jordan here. If the ends justify the means, I will I will absolutely get rid of them for another title. I will, you know, Steph's the only one who might make me think twice. Um, <laughs> who might? We just, uh, we, ju- we just watched the. Okay, let's be real here. We just watched the last dance. Only two players were on the first three repeat and the second three repeat. Yeah, you're a you're a you're a Laker fan. How many players were on the first three repeat and the second two? Is it just Kobe? Kobe? Fish, yeah, oh, yeah, Kobe Fish. Fish. Sorry. It. Yeah, that's God, so sweet. Fisher, Fisher's, Fisher's an all-time ski. Oh, he really is. Fisher Warriors actually, great, yeah, and you're right. He schemed the Warriors. <laughs> the Derek Fisher era was like probably the angry, like it probably coincided with me being an angry 21-year-old, but like <laughs> it was like the easily the most like distraught I was about the war. I'm like, God. Because it was you you have to understand this too. That was like year 12 of bad ownership and like their third or fourth GM. Like we're going to change the culture. Like first time you mess up, everyone gives the fan base gives you a mulligan. Like, well, they'll they'll get it right the second time. By the fourth one, you're like, I'm being upsold. And this isn't getting better (laughs) until this isn't getting better until this guy leaves. That's what it comes down to. It's like, 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 I. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, if Joe Laker makes a mistake now, I'll give him a mulligan because he's done right. a lot of good. Right. If Joe Laker no, has so- now gone through four regimes where they suck and we're in 2040, you know, that's where it's like, like if, if this you're, guy's got to go. Still pretending, yeah. If you're still then, then you're in Dolan like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. yeah. No, no. If you're still pretending Andrew Wiggins has potential, like two years from now then Lakeup's got a problem. That is what you're saying. Um, 
We let's get you're some not, Warriors you're not, in. You're not even you're not even ready for the Wiggins. Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> Sam's the, all, resu- okay. the resurrection. I'm okay. I'm so ready for uh, the clutch media to be like he was the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we got a, we got a few minutes left. Let's get out of here with uh with your best uh you know Kobe take, LeBron take, Warriors take, whatever, whatever you got. Let's uh let's get your last one in. Uh, listen, man. Um, I Kobe's gonna be my favorite player ever, right? Uh, that's just I grew up with him. I learned basketball through him. That's my guy. And the one thing that I take from him, the one thing I take from MJ, you know, MJ got emotional talking about how competitive he is. The thing is, man, just chase greatness, uh, appreciate greatness, enjoy greatness. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. But at the end of the day, if you're all about winning, you have to pay the cost. You have to pay the price. And both of them did that. And I think uh, it's weird in a way, like it's it's so sad to think about it this way, but I was so justified. I was so, uh, you know, I, I'm still not, I, I still haven't properly processed Kobe's passing. But the way MJ reacted to him at the memorial, the way MJ talks about him, yeah, right. the way that Kobe embraced MJ, the way that Kobe was willing to say, hey, I want to be like you. I don't want to, you know, like he understood where he was in the in the pedigree and he understood that he needed to learn from him and he did learn from him. Um, I'm always going to appreciate MJ, but I'm always going to view everything about basketball through the prism of Kobe Bryant because that's who that's who I grew up with. And uh, it made me appreciate Kobe more. It made me appreciate MJ more. Uh, and it's just, you know, the cost of doing business, man. If you want to chase greatness, you have to make the sacrifices. And I'm going to love these two players forever. That was that was my favorite Beautiful. line of the whole thing where it's, you know, winning has a price. Leadership has a price. And I feel like people dwelled on the wrong thing from that where they're like, they made it a conversation about, you know, Jordan being kind of a dick. And and I don't think that's what it was. Like, I think if you asked him, he would say, like, I wish I wasn't as much of a dick. That's just kind of how his personality is wired. I think the bigger thing was he kept he was willing to make sacrifices to do what was needed to achieve the goal. And that was the the bigger point that I took from it, which is, you know, maybe you need to you know, cut off X and Y or focus more on something to achieve what you want to. And that's what was the real lesson that I feel was a little bit missed there. I don't know. That's, that's now, perfect. This has now turned into like a, that's perfect. Weird, no. Like aspirational. Pod. <laughs> but I mean, no, that, that's... I also, I also think like MJ is probably the most aspirational athlete and Kobe is essentially like an inch behind him. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag gonna be strive that for greatness. Hashtag yeah. strive for greatness. Uh, everybody does it their own way, and MJ has does it has done it in the way that has got them there to be the greatest. I mean, at this point, he's the greatest of all time. I don't think there's a conversation there to be had, and 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 this documentary documentary kind of cements it. And Domin, appreciate having appreciate you on, you, man. my man. Love See you guys. Love you guys. See man. you soon. Well, probably not yes, that sir. soon. Yeah, not that soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Love you guys. Take it. Later, man. Um, amazing. Amazing. We've got two Laker fans on and uh really nothing uh nothing too uh too awful so far. So uh good for, well, they, good for the Lakers. You know, you know we're we're like MJ here where we carefully curate the people we want on so we only bring on acceptable laker fans ones that <laughs> the ones that secretly would be like you know i'd trade i'd trade lebron for stuff 
they won't they won't tweet it because they have an image to hold up but you know deep down you know they you know they they've told you that privately yeah no so. we uh we uh that's we only bring the ones on the good ones um let me do a let me do a roll let me do a um, couple reads um we've got bet online they are back actually they're not they're back they, they've just been with us they're basically like our best friends at this point um, shouts to Blue Wire and Kevin Jones. Of course, you've heard the, the beginning pre-roll about Sue Bird and uh, Megan Rapino. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, they have a new pod on the Blue Wire Network, so everything's going awesome. Uh, so there's no sur- shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next you Sunday... You could have bet on the last dance. I got some bets in. I'm not going to talk about my women winnings. Um, I honestly think I, I think I broke even. I, I know I won one bet, and I lost, I lost the Wizards one. I bet that there would be a Wizards... No way! There's no way. No, you really thought they would throw the Wizards on? No. I thought we'd get one of those, like, Scotty went to the Blazers. <laughs> MJ went to the Wizards. And we get, like, a little flash. Would you have won that bet if they had said if MJ had went to the Wizards at the end? Yes, because it was, would they show him in the Wizards? Anyway, it was a fun thing for me to watch. I, I got a little upset at the end of it when I realized I just lost money. But, you know... <laughs> Uh, Sam is a Sam is a degenerate. Uh, and coming up next Sunday, Bet Online has ex Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges, who we really didn't see in the documentary, joining them to jo- discuss the MJ documentary on what they're calling after the dance. Uh, visit Bet Online AG uh, or sorry BetOnline.ag and use promo code BlueWire to receive your new welcome bonus. Check out all the action. Bet Online, your online wager solution. All right, we got one more before we have our next guy on. Um, pull it up. Uh, you know what's coming. Uh, all the Light Years fans knows what's coming. It's Blue Chew. I was running, Sam. I was running around today. I was running around like it's hard to. A- it's hard to stay uh, invigorated in quarantine. In- invigorated. I saw a condom on the on the ground uh, during our uh, during my run around the lake. Um, but so here here we go. Um, so that guy was probably using Blue Chew, or maybe he wasn't. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds. We got Justin Grant. He's going to listen to us to me do this. Get to BlueChew.com. <laughs> BlueChew.com is the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Uh, they've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day, night, pregame, postgame, even on a full stomach. Uh, Sam doesn't do Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting. In the pharmacy line, Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost. Once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order free. Uh, Promo code BlueWire. Pay $5 shipping. Again, BlueChew.com. Promo code BlueWire. Your thoughts, Justin Grant, on Blue Chew. Have you ever had to use (laughs) uh, some enhanced supplements? Wow, you're really gonna you're really uh, gonna force this one down. <laughs> I'm gonna force this one down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him do this. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't think I have. I have but uh, I would definitely go with what is it? Blue, blue shoe? What is it? <laughs> yeah. I saw a video uh, of you on I Twitter. Wait, wait till you wait till you hit your mid thirties. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I'm, 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 I just turned twenty five yesterday, so like, I'm oh, all, you I'm did. 
happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy belated birthday. You, 25. God, Sam, you remember when I was telling you what I was doing at 25? Just the lack of hangovers I was having. Now I'm like about to be 29. I, I do think that's actually my um, number one take from this is like, I just don't understand how Dennis Rodman functioned. Like he, because I watched those games, it's, it's, I mean, his, his energy level is like, you know, like peak Draymond, like take it up a notch. So I was like, I just don't understand how someone can live that lifestyle and still play games like that at 37. Crazy. At 37. At 30. By the way, Justin, I'm, I am on your Clarion Grant uh, page right now. I saw a video of you dunking. Uh, on my oh. timeline and i was like oh so we've got actually a real athlete on my time usually on nba twitter we've got a lot of guys that just talk about basketball and just kind of don't hoop or can't hoop so it's yeah. good to have someone that can actually hoop uh talk about basketball yeah that's a good thing <laughs> that's a good thing yeah <laughs> i talked to a few of them to try to set up some games but nobody ever wants to like really do it so <laughs> you boy ducking all right let's get to uh let's get to the doc here so um yeah, actually, I guess I'm, I'm I'm curious your perspective because you were you you're, you're like Andy you're you're probably too yeah, young to remember the Jordan, yeah. Jordan era in real time, right? What surprised you from the doc? Um, what surprised me? I'd say definitely the Scotty contract surprised me. Okay, biggest for me, and then also like how much Dennis was like just kind of off the wall, just doing whatever he wanted to do. Those are the two biggest surprises for me. And I think, I mean, some of the looking back at like the stats and stuff like that, it just, it just, it obviously they don't, they don't tell like the full, full story. You have to right. watch the game. But, like it's the, some of the stat lines were just ridiculous. Like Jordan's like game six, 45 out of 87 is just unreal. Like it just kind yeah, of with makes Scott, it, with Scotty with a bad back, just kind of decoying the corner the whole game. Exactly. Like it's just nuts. The things that he was doing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, the Rodman thing is just kind of like, I mean, I just, I can't even imagine that existing in 2020. Like we all make fun of like, you know, James Harden's known for going out. Right. But it's yeah. not like we get like, it's not like he's showing up on like WWE raw on Monday night, like doing stuff like that yeah. during, during a playoff series, you know, like it's like such next level. Yeah. Hulk Hogan TV with Hulk Hogan and a bunch of chicks, <laughs> yeah. and then and then Phil is just like, yeah, that's Dennis. Like, we're, like that's cool. You won't start, but you're gonna play forty minutes. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing you, you you look at. You watch that. You watch that stuff, and you think about today. And I think that's Scotty. Uh, surprise that you mentioned is pretty crazy because you look at Scotty Pippen, you look at the type of player he is, and I'm watching this documentary, and I'm essentially comparing him to like a a, a steroided Andre Iguodala. Just like uh, the perfect yeah. role player, but Scotty was a superstar. Well, m- more than more than a role player, but yeah, like as as a roided out like Iguodala, Draymond. Yeah, uh, even though Iguodala's already, I mean, the guy is already looks like he's on roids, and it's just <laughs> you, you you look at that and you're like, that will never ever ever happen today. Scotty in twenty, you know, fifteen to twenty in the twenty tens is getting an eighty million dollar contract. You know, the moment his rookie deal ends, and, and that's kind of the difference. More than anything, like, I mean, he mentioned he requested a trade. I can't even imagine oh, a player yeah. requesting a trade and, like, the team, you know, not essentially giving into it, I guess. Like, they were just like, huh, that's cool. 
but yeah, anyway, you got a contract. Yeah, can you imagine if if Carl Anthony Towns requested a trade right now? Like he's gone. Just oh, anyway. Yeah, um, trade him for Wiggins. Just switch, give him to <laughs> give him back yeah. to Minnesota. <laughs> send uh, send Wiggins <laughs> home. Send Wiggins home. Yeah, I mean, if if Giannis comes back comes out next year and he he demands a trade, you know, which which we think he might. You know, he's gone. They're not keeping him. There's no way. Yeah. I, Justin, what was your favorite episode of the the whole doc? Um, or favorite, favorite part? Episode, I guess it's easier to say yeah, that. Like, part. Yeah, anything favorite. Uh, my favorite part was definitely the glove segment, like the whole like 96 <laughs> finals. Yeah. And he's just like, I had no problem with the glove. Like that was definitely my favorite liner, like one liner <laughs> there. That whole I, that whole segment was just hilarious. You you think you think you think MJ was trying to be? You think he was trying to? Be, you think he approved of it? You think he liked it, or you think he was kind of dismissive of like them putting it in the dock? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Of of Gary Payton, just as a player, uh, of him oh, saying he wanted think, to guard him. I think he's dismissive of everybody. Like even no matter <laughs> like even if you were close to him or if he thought you were close, he's just like, there's no way. Like I'm just the greatest. You know what I mean? The confidence is just on another level. I, I think he, yeah. I think he honestly respected Gary for saying that because it's just kind of like he, he seems. I mean, it's it's kind of goes to the Kerr thing where like Kerr stood up to him and got punched in the face, but it's kind of like he respected guys more for standing up to him as opposed to because um, he could probably break like ha- like Scotty Burrell's perfect example. A guy could just break whenever he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah the whole scott burrow thing was also hilarious because burrow just looks kind of like a generic version of michael right. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's just like <laughs> someone's just like, it's like, the creative, it's like the creative yeah, like, player <laughs> yeah like before michael allowed himself to be in video games like all the michael jordan lookalikes just kind of look like scott burrow <laughs> <laughs> you so so okay so justin i want to ask you this if you had I mean, you're not you're not hooping anymore. But if you know when you were hooping, what would you think about someone that was coaching you or you were playing with someone like MJ? If someone just kind of was kind of an asshole, kind of a bully, but you know, one, but and, also and, that good, yeah, also that great. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. If if you're that good, and I mean, you're playing on that level where you're just winning championship after year, and he's getting MVPs and stuff like that, then. Me personally, then it's like, all right, cool. Like, I, I'm the type of dude that's like not going to just like back down, but I'm also not going to just cause a fight out of pride, especially when I know you're like the guy. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, I've never had a teammate like that. I've had teammates that are like rah rah, like leaders, but I've never had like a like an MJ level. <laughs> guy who's playing know, like, like two levels above everyone stuff. else on the court. Yeah. Well, so that I mean, that's kind of different. I mean, that's yeah. interesting because Jason, we had Jason Maples on earlier, and he's. He's a little bit older, and he he's from that MJ era, and, and he did state he did say that you know that that kind of that shit doesn't fly today, right? Just the way that that you talk, just the and, and maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Maybe you just you just aren't gonna get that from people, even though you know they're even if you play with guys that are great, maybe you're just not gonna get that. You're just not gonna get that from anyone in today today's game. I I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, I think it's I think it plays into like the whole internet thing, like how everyone has their own brand now. So everyone has right. like a bigger ego, even though the role yeah. players have a bigger ego. So yeah. it's definitely not flying. Kendrick, Perk- <laughs> Kendrick Perkins has got a very uh, a very big brand. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I haven't checked out what Perk said since the uh, let's don't let's, don't even let's go over there. Let's let's react. Let's get yeah. lifetime reactions. Yeah. While you while you do that, uh, Justin, any thoughts? Any other thoughts um, on on the documentary? MJ Warriors. You can throw some Warrior stuff in. Whatever you want. Um, any other thoughts before? Oh, we, uh, before oh we... yeah. Perkins oh, throws okay. in powerful <laughs> with like the um, greater than sign popular. So, I don't know where he's going with that one, but right. So, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude is just. Uh, uh, I reserve my comments. Man. But as far as the doc, <laughs> um, I think it's just like kind of it's like a reminder. Obviously, MJ has like heavy influence on what was released, but I think in a sense, it's still like a reminder of how like dominant he was. Right. And then they talk about like at the very end, like yeah, we we could have went for another one in '99, and who knows, maybe I think the the Knicks as an eighth seed went to the finals in '99 without Ewing. Yeah, Ewing got hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. That was a lockout year. Yeah, so I think people forget forget about that because it was a fifty game season. They didn't start till February. They did like fifty games in two months. But yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I think I think I mean for me it at least like not necessarily reinforces. I already felt this way, but it's just like a reminder, like yo, this guy was just his dominance is on a completely different level um, from guys today. He's just, I mean, it just allows you to pay the respect. Yeah, it just will never as as long as as long as six and zero is a thing, we'll just never. We'll, it just can't be beat. I mean, you're, if you're three and six in the finals, it, it just end of the day, that's all that matters, <laughs> man. It's it's it's. It's all that matters. So every uh, every other, I mean, I I said this earlier, but every other great has one final they wish they could throw away. You could say Magic Bird, right. uh, Steph, obviously, Steph. Uh, Duncan, KD, even yeah, everyone. Duncan. They all have one where you're like, you know, someone's gonna get them. And Jordan, you know, some of it's circumstantial. Like I'm sure if they just kept running the team back they would have eventually got beaten because age happens. But for better or worse, yeah. he he left on the top twice. So you're never you're never gonna have that level of mystique. Definitely not. Unless um Giannis comes close. Yeah, no. yeah. See, see, see. <laughs> you got a Giannis take? You got a Giannis take? Would you would you trade Clay and Draymond for Giannis? Would would you do that? Oh man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> damn. I'm just gonna say no out of respect for those two guys and what they've done. Nice, for the, you're nicer guy than me. Wow, <laughs> look at that. I like okay. I mean, okay. from a basketball standpoint, from a basketball standpoint, I think you pull the trigger on that one, um, yeah, right? And then just fill in, fill in the chips. Because, I mean, I think money wise, that's like what that's two, um, that's one max and one like near max taking off right. the books for one max. So I think it just makes sense. Also, in every other way other than like, ju- see, Justin's <laughs> like me, Sam. He's sentimental. He's not like you, man. You fucking ruthless. <laughs> I mean, Giannis twenty five. They're all both over thirty. I mean, it's, it's, you know what? It's, <laughs> they, can't, they can't. They can't help. They can't help their age, man. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Uh, I mean, Justin, <laughs> do you do you know? I mean, do you know how big a mansion they could buy in Milwaukee? Like, oh God. <laughs> 
of Justin Grant. Hey, keep up the work on the timeline. Keep fighting the good Appreciate fight. you, man. We need Thank you. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you, guys, man. All right, bro. Oh, yeah, no problem. Anytime. Thank you guys All for right. having me. Take care. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, man, D. Uh, oh, no. He's got a little – he's got a beard. He's got the quarantine uh, chin strap going. Um, he's got the TV on in the background, little le- little neon lights for those that are uh, that aren't aren't obviously watching the video. Uh, he's but, got uh, full he's got full porn guy vibes in the background. Yeah, yeah just needed to get the nice little setup. Oh, here we are. Here we are. We're good. <laughs> yeah, my nice with my nice senior moment where I couldn't make the the microphone work. Yeah, nice. I think I think none of our guests have used a microphone yet. We've had maples. Now your audio your audio comes in clear, so you're good. Yeah. Thank God for Max, right? Yeah. So, gents, how, how did you guys enjoy the last episode? Oh no, 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 no! We gotta listen to you. This is this <laughs> your it's your time. We've uh... I'm not nearly as intoxicated as I was the last time, so this might be a little less entertaining. <laughs> so, well, you know, you're you're on the timeline. You're fighting the good fight. I, I, I told Justin Grant, who was on before, um, uh, just keep fighting. You know, keep fighting. I think Sam has has he's getting back in it you know he's on the timeline he's getting back in it I, i've taken some time off just because it's the timeline's too much but every day i come on and i see you and i see good old warriors twitter just just doing god's work and it makes me happy so you know i want to i want to hear your thoughts on this you know go wherever you want um one thing that actually got brought up earlier today on the timeline that was interesting to me um, well, there's a couple things. So the most interesting thing to me is how much Jordan hated Jerry Krause and then ended up becoming Jerry Krause. Uh, right. And, <laughs> like it just shows in everything and how he manages his business. He's very um, what's frugal, I guess is the best way to put that. He's a uh, very tight fisted. Um, none of his teams seem very competitive. And a lot of it has to do with his mismanagement of funds in my opinion when it comes to the charlotte hornets and uh it's just it's unfathomable ah, excuse me unfathomable to me that somebody as competitive as he is does not put on a competitive product for the fans of the charlotte hornets it's kind of ironic right like because it's um i mean i feel like they've missed on draft picks probably more than anyone over the last 20 years however long he's been the owner it's what 15 20 years something like that the game, and uh what oh three three oh three yeah so 17 years yeah something in that range and um it's just a i mean they've they've also just kemba is the best player they've had right and and like i love kemba he's, he's a nice little player <laughs> but you know it's not like he's you know okay charles <laughs> He's a nice little, nice little player. I, I am fascinated that you take the the topic this way because, um, because it's true. And, and someone like myself only really knows Kem, uh, not Kem, but what the fuck, MJ as the uh, as the GM owner of the uh, the f- the funny owner on the sidelines, always looking upset. Yeah. It's really that's really all I know him as, unless I kind of go out of my way to to read books or, or watch this documentary so uh, it is no you don't read so <laughs> well, it's, it's also interesting is definitely that, not strauss's book <laughs> it's also interesting that this was kind of the the book on him when he was the wizards executive is that he made really poor decisions in the front office with some of his draft picks a la kwame brown 
So if uh, if if uh, Sam wants to do his best Stephen A. Smith impersonation, talking about how he's trash, how he can't commit a, a post <laughs> to memory, and how he has tiny hands, feel free. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't I don't know. I I, I kind of actually just want to go back to the documentary before we start. You know, we, this is we 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 only slander LeBron here, no slandering MJ. <laughs> so in order in order to keep my affiliations with some of the Braun collective, I needed to get the Jordan slander out of the way first <laughs> into the LeBron slander. Um, but no, man, it was it watching this documentary brought back a lot of things that I couldn't contextualize as like an eight, nine year old. Right. Um, so like I, I really need to go back and watch that seven game series against the Pacers. Um, I, I remember that being exciting. I don't remember why it was exciting. Um, but just seeing like how cold players like, you know, Reggie Miller were, uh, how cold um, Patrick Ewing were, seeing all these guys that Jordan prevented from becoming champions. And kind of ruined their, um, like we're a decade or we're a generation removed and like yeah, people don't really remember how good Ewing or Miller or any right. of those guys were because they, end of the day, they retired ringless and they're just another they're just another footnote, somebody that the writers right. of history used in order to create their pedestal for themselves. Better than DeMar DeRozan, though. <laughs> you know, I saw an actual terrible take where somebody tried to say that Jordan would be DeMar DeRozan in today's NBA, but that's also something I don't necessarily want to discuss. We're not. Yep. Yeah, nope. we're, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not validating those takes. Um, <laughs> I do uh, actually want to talk about Reggie, though. I feel like Reggie is kind of underrated now. Absolutely. And it's, I, th- I, I would say that a lot of that is Reggie's own doing, though. And yeah, he's not the greatest in terms of broadcasting. So, yeah, like I mean, it, it, he's not, he's not cool. Well, the same can be said for Chuck when so many people were surprised that Charles Barkley was such a monster. It's because, hey, he's the fat, funny guy that he fights with right. Shaq on TNT every night. Um, the same could be said for, you know, um, Isaiah Thomas, not a right. lot of people had great opinions about Isaiah Thomas based off of the, uh, sexual misconduct allegations that he had with the Knicks. Um, a lot of these guys are given a place in history where they make, I guess, Jordan look better, which, right. which part of that is propaganda which we all can agree with. It's part of the Nike machine in order to sell shoes, but it's the guy beat all of them. He beat all of them. And in this last instance, in the, in the 98 finals, he beat two of the most ubiquitous with Utah sports people in Carl Malone and John Stockton, basically by himself because his castmate back gave out in, in the, in the final game of the series. And you can't you can't argue with that. You can't say that that's propaganda. You can't say that that didn't happen. These are things that people experienced and saw with their own two eyes. And to try to denigrate that and say that it didn't happen or that it wasn't as amazing as it was just means right. that you you have an agenda or you just weren't outside at the time. <laughs> um, I like that because I'm watching this. And the last few minutes, I'm, I think, at the same age as you, um, about, what, seven years old when 98 comes on. And I didn't, I didn't watch this. I, I fucking wasn't watching hoops when I was seven. Fucking no, no way. I wasn't watching hoops. But I'm watching it now, and, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm thinking about today because, 
you know, I'm, I've covered the Warriors for a long time or five years, six years. And I'm thinking about decades. who, who, yeah, decades, who in today's NBA can pull off what I just saw in the documentary. And like you just said, there is none a- of it was fabricated. I, I, I don't I honestly like I honestly don't think that there is a person today. I don't see it Jordan at all uh, that like, you know, Draymond, Steph are two of my favorite players. I don't think that they could do it on their own for their own obvious reasons. They win three more then let's talk. Right. Like, like Steph, yeah, Steph but, comes out here and wins a couple wins a couple more. Uh, may, yeah. But, but then there's also the argument that they have their own physical limitations. Draymond's not that much of a scorer. He might have the mentality of a Jordan, and I see that a lot in, in a Draymond, but he right. doesn't necessarily have the talent. Steph has the talent. I don't know if Steph has the disposition. Yeah, you look at MJ making that steal on Malone. You, you just you kind of look at him, and you kind of look at the defender, and he is. I mean, there's only like four to five players yeah. who yeah. – have the total package in terms of talent, and then you wonder if they have the mentality. Like, right, players who might have the talent are like LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Giannis, maybe, maybe that's about, that's about that's it. That's iffy because he doesn't have the, the score. Yeah, yeah, Giannis is pretty much a yeah, big but even, man even, with even a, Le- yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, even, Le- even LeBron, you look at that. Like the way that MJ makes those shots, they show him making like three game winners in this in this doc in this the last two well, hours. On the, on, like, on the basket on the basketball front, this is kind of something that gets missed. Like Jor- there's a lot of Jordan quotes that they didn't show in this where he he talks about how you have to perfect the mid range because that's the shot the defense wants to give you. Yeah. So it, it's like the and, and Katie kind of says it too, but it's like it's it's kind of the you know, if that's the shot they're gonna give you, make it. And and right. once you make it, then it's you're just they can't do anything with you because then they start pressing on you on the bad shot, and then you can get the easy shots. So well, it's actually yeah. interesting that you bring up Mr. Kevin Wayne Durant. Um, because I, I saw that this certain individual was not very happy with some comments that Bob Myers made. Um, <laughs> by the way, very harmless comments by Bob. I, which I was, I, I was kind of surprised that, um, it caused any sort of storm. Cause what do you are, say? you, are you surprised, Sam? You're not surprised. A little, a little <laughs> bit. Cause I thought it was like very obvious that like, yeah, the longer things go on, the more it becomes a grind. Like Andy, for instance, how old is your little brother again? Yeah, twenty six. How often did you guys fight as kids? Well, growing up, we fought a lot. Growing up, we fought a lot. That's the point. Yeah, not anymore, but yeah. Proximity breeds enmity, and the just being around the same people, hearing the same messaging over and over and over again, becomes draining. It's it's something that. And anybody of any walk of life can relate to. Right. And uh, Bob comparing that and while watching this documentary and comparing that to the run in 2017 and 18, I didn't see a problem with that. So I don't, I don't, and somebody, and obviously I didn't live that life. I, you know, I'm not a basketball player. I didn't travel with the team or anything. You are not Quinn Cook. Can't confirm. <laughs> I kind of look like him right now with his hair. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I, I don't see how you could take that as a slight unless it really does bother you about the comparisons that you were getting to Steph while you were here. So for him to continue to say that it didn't bother him means that 
truth maybe lies somewhere in the middle for Kevin. Yeah, the thing with Kevin is I'm it's, watching this. I was also going to say, like, that's always been a big thing. MJ's, MJ and Kobe have pushed forward that it gets harder every right. year. Right. And they, they always point to it gets harder because of mm-hmm. the interpersonal stuff, not because, like, you forget how to make shots. Yeah. Like, it's not like MJ, like, year two, it's like, oh, no, I don't know how to make a 17-footer. No, it's like... Everyone yeah. like starts fracturing and getting their own agendas. And like, you know, this documentary doesn't show it. Well, it showed it a little bit with like Scotty Pippen. Scotty was underpaid and he and, had every, he had every well, right to think, feel think, undervalued, right? Like, things were different, right, to, right? We talked yeah. about this the whole podcast too. Like think, things were different. Like you, maybe you throw the Warriors back then, like Katie doesn't leave. And, and here's the thing. Well, Katie if, probably, if, probably if Katie, we go back then, Katie doesn't come. He doesn't well, but like he, that's the more likely scenario. But but here's something interesting, and it actually just popped up on ESPN not even 15 minutes ago, where it was showing uh it was something as the bulls turn, it was a segment from 1998 where it was outlining the uh the lockout season and how the the ownership was going with Tim Floyd instead of uh instead of Phil Jackson for the new head coach. And it was just not Jerry all, Krause's best move. Not not his best move at all. But it was just showing kind of the same things that we're seeing today where it was the interpersonal drama getting highlighted on ESPN as opposed to the actual product. And I wonder if it's less that this stuff happened back then and more just like we're all older and more exposed to it with massive amounts of social media, constant reinforcement from... Well, I, th- I wonder if the other thing is, yes, you turn on ESPN and you get a two-minute segment on the Bulls drama. And you're like, huh, well, that's something. But now, I don't need to turn on ESPN. ESPN comes to my cell phone via Twitter, via Instagram, via all the... So, like, no matter what happens, like, I'm... I'm acutely aware that Katie responded on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I didn't look at it on Instagram. I just saw it aggregated 15 times over on my phone. So that's kind of where the difference lies. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, can you imagine Scott? Like if, if these bulls were in 2020, Scotty would be just subtweeting the fuck out of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Scotty would probably pull a Kyrie and go end up with a white woman. Uh, in like the Himalayas <laughs> with a Sherpa or something. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> Scotty is, uh, all right. Last take. Last take before we get you out of here. Last take. Anything. Uh, Warriors, Braun, Kobe, MJ. Watching this documentary, um, because growing up, I, I hated Kobe Ryan. I, that, that, same. This, this is where we get, same. this is where we get along. It took same. me to like, it took me to him basically tearing his Achilles to, right, start like viewing him with reverence. It was actually that entire season that I started. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I absolutely loathed Dwight Howard for Dwight Mayer the entire time. Uh, and just watching him kind of backpack a team that was ill-fitted to his skill set kind of made me appreciate him more. Uh, but just watching this doc made me just realize how much he really looked up to MJ as yeah. like an older brother. And that it makes me a little there's like a little bittersweet emotion there because of his passing that, you know, I, I know that they had like as best of a relationship as you can have in terms of, you know, former players or retired players. Sure. 
it's just it's a little to end on kind of a down note and something that's kind of uh close to my heart it's it's always good to see when uh older players give back to the game instead of taking away from the game and i feel like yep the the latter happens far too often and it ends up impacting the product negatively part of uh to piggyback on that i do think part of um MJ's kind of like the, I guess love I, I feel for him is um, he's he's a pretty private guy right and he kind of he did a lot of things behind the scenes because he wanted to without like I would have never known he did all that stuff with Kobe in terms of guiding him mm-hmm. obviously until the funeral when he made it public in some sort of way and i i do think that's kind of heartwarming to see you know paying it forward without necessarily expecting some sort of like gratitude for it like he just did it because it was the right thing to do it humanizes him which yeah um he doesn't often show that side in one way or another which, no, he's like he's like a caricature. It, like it, the Jordan we grew up with is like this like mythic character, right? He's a he's a Greek god in human form, right? <laughs> that's uh that's what we're gonna end with a Greek god in human form, black Jesus in, in other words. So, um, day a we appreciate having you on, man. Stay safe, huh? Uh, this is half black Jesus signing out. <laughs> <laughs> also, Steph Curry. All right, man. <laughs> Um, I, d- I do think um, – I didn't say this earlier, but, like, the one thing that's going to stick in my mind – so the end of Episode 7 will stick in my mind because um, it just the, the pure emotion and the way it was shot, like, the cinematography was amazing and just seeing – but the second thing that will stick in my mind is, like, how confident Jordan was in saying we would have won seven. And just kind of like you got the feeling like it torments him to this day. It does. He didn't, he didn't get a chance. It, it does. And we haven't talked about this. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about this now before Tommy comes on. I, I looked at that. I, I watched that last few minutes there. And it, it told me that in a world of hypotheticals that we live in today that I have to fucking listen to all day long. <laughs> the seventh championship that MJ said that he had a great shot at winning. He didn't say that he was going to win it. But he said that, you know, we had a yeah, shot he, at it. Right. It yeah. tells me so much about him where it's like, he's not making this shit up. He probably really, like, it's, the guy wants it, six. It probably he, still bothers him. He has the most astute legacy. Like, he's he's a god. He retired twice with three peats unbeaten. No one, like, just no one will ever get that opportunity again. Like, what are the odds that we're going to get another all-time great player who walks away at the end of two? Like that, right? We're and never all gonna he can get, think about is the fact that he didn't get a chance to show if he could win seven. We're never gonna get that. We're we're, we're never. And I watch it, and I I think we never we're never gonna get that because just how the NBA works today, just in terms of player movement, but also like you look at the Warriors and you look at sixteen seventeen, and I'm looking at that. I'm like that was probably the greatest team of all time, along with the MJ yeah. Bulls, and they lost. And Steph Curry seven three wins beat the MJ Bulls right by a win. They lost. Why? Just they went up against LeBron and Kyrie, and they were injured. You look at MJ like it just was like the perfect, the perfect confluence of events, right? They were that great. 
they had injuries too, but it's yeah, exactly. It's it's not. It's it's just. I mean, you're gonna run through adversity, but yeah, exactly. What up, Tommy? Tommy, how how we doing? God damn, what what's going on with the fucking stash and the beard? Uh, Dude, I'm just letting it go. This is about uh, God, two months of growth, probably. That's two months. Yeah, I haven't shaved since quarantine started. Yeah, it doesn't really grow in on my cheeks yet. Um, two so. weeks here. Two Sam's weeks. Got yeah. Two weeks. Wow. Flexing on me real quick. Okay. Yeah. Whoa! Look! 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 Guys, you give me two years as an Asian dude, I'm not growing. I I'll never get it to connect. So, uh, I can connect the left side of my face. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, but it connects. But I'll never be able to connect the right side. You know how? Like I don't know. You guys don't understand, but well, mine doesn't connect patch. that great. I, it's a little bit patchy here. No, but, it's know. not. I think I, got, I think I got the full connect at 15. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we're living we're living different lives here. Yeah, I got no Definitely. chest hair, no arm. Like I got no hair. It's just it's it's I don't. It's a good. We have, life, we have, we like have a different. Rat. <laughs> yeah. We have different problems, Andy. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> Gun, uh, amazing on the last podcast. You know, we're just we're just kind of free rolling here. Like we're okay. talking about our favorite parts of the documentary. Yeah. So let's let's uh let's start there. Uh, um was there anything about this documentary that surprised you? Um I don't know about surprise. So I I'll kind of set the story here. My my last name is actually Jordan. It's uh it's not gun. So I've been oh, an wow. MJ fan literally since I was old enough to like watch basketball um i was i was six like almost seven years old um during the 98 finals i have all those games on vhs uh like we recorded them all like as they were happening um so i think they're still somewhere at my parents house i'm not really sure where uh, but we still have all those games so i've been the biggest mj fan forever uh but point being nothing really surprised me uh necessarily but it was just it was cool to see mj be like that open um, and kind of be that um, willing to just kind of share who he was because uh, he's not really like that. That's not really the type of dude that he is. Um, he's definitely more guarded than like, you know, we always juxtapose him with LeBron. He's definitely more guarded than LeBron. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really just interesting to see. And I think um, maybe like everybody and episode seven was amazing. Um, just to, you know, as an athlete, as a competitor, that's like, that's everything you want out of, you know, the best player on your team and somebody that's going to lead you just that mentality. So you think you think, and I asked. We had Justin Grant on earlier too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him this. You think you would be okay with someone like that acting like that with you? So, <laughs> it's an interesting question because I played. So I played actually in college. I played for a team where that was kind of almost um, encouraged, like that type of mentality to like kind of go after your teammates a little bit, and if they're messing something up, they're fucking something up. You like you're gonna get on them for that. Um, so. So I was, I mean, I wasn't, don't get me wrong, I wasn't MJ, but I was looked at as a leader um, my last year in college. And I I could definitely go towards that to where I was like driving and pushing teammates. Um, So, I mean, I was fine. Were you calling the freshman hoes? No, I was, I was. (laughs) Was it freshman players or freshman girls? (laughs) I walked into that one. I had to, I had to. Light years after dark. Um, No, um, I mean, yeah, so I would have been okay with it. I played for a lot of coaches who were like that, you know, who were really driving really tough. Um, so yeah, I was going to say like every basketball coach I've ever run into a lot of coaches, they're all like, first off, 
there's just an enormous amount of basketball coaches who try to slick their hair back like Pat Riley. <laughs> like that's just that's just a reality. Like more so than the regular population, 100%. they all have this. My, my coach in college did that. He we literally started calling him. <laughs> we started calling him Pat Riley after like halfway through one of the years because he would slick his hair back like that. We were called. I mean, we called him a mob boss, and that's yeah. like that's like what Riley inspires. Yeah, it's it Riley just brings out like uh, just fucking. Yeah, just mob boss, like Scarface, all those vibes. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, bring it back to your point. Like, that's, I, I do feel like that's more of a basketball culture thing than for sure. anything. And I think that's probably tied to MJ in a way, right? I mean, because he was the guy that was seen as like that, that just that driving force who was going to push his teammates to do whatever was necessary to win. And I think, or just he was, he was like, I mean, he's the most successful player since Bill Russell. So yep. everyone's trying to copy success. So that's kind of seen as the way you 100%, 100%. win. Right? We'll yeah. At a certain level. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I watched this documentary and you know, we're, we're, you're our last guest. So we'll, we'll fire off some last takes. I okay. watched this documentary yeah. and it, it, it shows me a lot about, it, it shows me a lot about what the warriors could have been sure. without kind of the, just the injuries, man. It, it hurts yeah. just to, to see what the Warriors and maybe they would have lost anyway. Maybe they would have. Maybe, maybe they, so, maybe they lose. But it, 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 that's what it tells me. It just tells me that maybe the Warriors don't get to six and zero. But mm-hmm. I look at the Warriors run, and that's the closest thing in my lifetime. Sure. Even watching the Lakers, watching the Spurs, watching the the Lakers again. <laughs> but it's like a lot yeah. of that is just like man, like fuck, a lot of, and a lot of it's luck, a shot man. At this thing. A lot of it's luck, like. Steph was playing in 2016 at a level that we really hadn't seen maybe since MJ, right? Um, and yeah. a lot of it's a lot of it's injury luck, and it's it's a confluence of events, right? Like Jordan was the ultimate confluence of athletic events of you know coming ar- along at the right time where you know brands can pump money into him and make him this worldwide star, um, and then he's just obviously the most hyper successful, hyper competitive athlete that we've seen, uh, like you said, Sam, since probably Bo Russell. Um, but you know you got to get super super lucky. Um, and you know, it luck just wasn't on the Warriors' side in, in you know, multiple instances 2016 and 2019 again. Um, and there's really nothing you can do about that. Um, you just you you got to hit the timing right, and um, the Bulls always did. And that's just that's kind of the story of MJ, right? It always worked out in his favor, and a lot of that was because of his doing. Um, uh, but you know, that's how you become the GOAT. You let me, let me ask you a, a basketball question here because mm-hmm. you bring up the injury point, and it's like you know, I don't get as upset about the Warriors. Uh, because no, it's definitely. like, what do you, what are you going to do with a guy tearing his Achilles and another guy tearing right. his ACL and back-to-back right. games? Like it, it's more tr- tragic and like, I just feel mm-hmm. bad for the players mm-hmm. than anything. Nineties um, basketball was just, I mean, it's a different brand of basketball. Like it's literally walk the ball up the court and play mm-hmm. like this physical half court sense mm-hmm. type of basketball. Do you think that leads to less? injuries because on the one hand it's more physical yeah on the other hand i don't really recall that many players like tearing lower body ligaments at the rate they do now sure it's no it's it's definitely a good point i think there's i think there probably is something to it um like guys jj heretic has talked about this just in the difference between when he entered the league and the way it is now right you're running so much more on defense you're just covering so much more ground so like the cumulative effect of just doing that over 82 games and then in deep, into deep playoff runs, Warriors went to five straight finals. Like Clay's been an Iron Man, and the they played six. They played over 100 playoff games in those yeah. five 
playoffs, like that's a full extra season. Mm-hmm. And it, and like you're saying, it's different than that walk it up. You know, we're going to throw the ball into the post and we're going to work off of that. Every possession is going to take 16 plus seconds. Warriors <laughs> are getting 100 plus possessions in a game. You know what I mean? They're right. On the floor at breakneck pace. It's a different wear on your body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's more, it's, you know, MJ got in the weight room because you need to bulk up to beat teams like the Pistons. It was more of kind of like a, a brute strength thing as opposed to like a bunch of cutting and running and jumping. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. it's a different game. It really is. So. So I wonder if that, like, that contributes it too, because like if playing aesthetically the basketball played now is just more enjoyable to watch. Like, sure. you know, just go rewatch the eighties. A lot of games. In the go 80s. rewatch Ooh. these games. It's oh, cool. Gross. It's cool. They're the last gross. five minutes when it's possession to possession, because uh-huh. like everyone likes a close game. It's a not fun in the first, second, third quarter. Yeah. No, God, no. I mean, it's, it's bad basketball. Much of it. Um, like it just some of like the decision-making, like throwing the ball in the post every time and just like playing. And just let like Carl Malone dribble in the post <laughs> for 10 <laughs> seconds for a turnaround jumper. Yeah. And that's literally what they're doing. Yeah, and and I think it's slanted maybe almost too far the other way. And I think you've talked about this recently on Twitter, yeah. Sam, where it's like the scores have gotten too high, right? There's there's a happy medium to be had, and I think the game kind of reached that uh, maybe like late, like 2008 to through like 2015, 16, where sure. it was like a lot of some teams were scoring over 100 every game, and some teams were playing a slower pace. You had like gr- the grit and grind, right, games. right. Um, but the game's Warriors better when there's more basketball. variance. Yeah, the, the, the game's better Warriors. when there's more variance and there's different types of basketball. When everybody's playing the same style, it's just not as interesting. Yeah, um, that, that's it, where it we're at today. It's, it's that, not that interesting when everything's 125, 121. It's so, yeah. it's so like monolithic now. Like everything's exactly the same. Everybody's I mean, he, 75 for the game. And I love, I mean, we all love basketball. That's why we're fucking on here watching, like we're reporting a podcast. Yeah. That we, we love it. And, and that's part of it. Like you watch, the biggest part for me is like I watch the Houston Rockets and they score 125 points per game, but I watch the game and I'm miserable and I hate being uh. miserable. But like that, I watch that and I'm like, 120 points should be fun. Watching someone score yeah. 40 points should be fun. Well, yeah. James Harden in general is just nails on a chalkboard. That's like yeah. it, it's, it's just. But that's also kind that's of like how, yeah. It's also kind of why they're good because it's like it's a miserable like grind to watch them. Yeah, they're yeah. just playing. They're playing math ball at the end of the day. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like it's not even. All the things that are inherent to winning basketball over a long period of time, they're not really doing that. Like, yeah. like guys are less involved. And I, I think, I mean, this is just, this is a theory, but I think teams like that where everything is run through mainly one or two guys, they right. struggle, they struggle to get better production in the playoffs because guys feel less involved. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're just told you're going to do, you're an NBA player, you're one of the 400 best players. In the world. I just need you to spot up in the corner yeah. and rebound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like who's going to be happy with that? Like these guys, they know how to pass. They know how to cut. They know how to screen. They want to be able to show that. And they're going to feel more involved. They're going to, um, help well, there's also the out. other there's also the other variable where like they're trading players with a more multifaceted skill set for mm-hmm. players who are just really good at two things. Sure. Now, being good at those two things may help you win more games in the regular season, mm-hmm. but it limits your team's ability to adjust in the playoffs because yes. like your adjustment is just James Harden. Just be better. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, in playoff basketball, teams are going to take away what you do best. So you, you have to have guys who can make basketball plays, not just guys you can spot up and shoot. Like a guy like Kyle Korver is going to get run off the three-point line in the playoffs. Can he actually make a couple dribbles and make a good decision? That's why Andre's successful in the playoffs as a role player. Sean Livingston, all the guys that the Warriors have had, 
because they can actually make plays when stuff breaks down. Let me okay. let me uh, tie this back to actually. I think this is interesting. Um, the Wolves traded Covington and Wiggins at the yep. same trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Kerr wanted Wiggins more than he wanted Covington, and his logic was Damn Wiggins can do more things. Yeah, absolutely. And now, he doesn't do them all well at this point, but the idea is I think I can grow him into being a more all-around basketball player, whereas mm-hmm. Covington is exceptional at the two things he does. Oh, he's great. He's, he's, he's an amazing defender, and he can hit some shots. Mm-hmm. But he can't dribble. He can't really make a decision. He can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And it kind of d- ties up the the philosophical difference between the two organizations. Sure. Like I, I would say the Rockets actually probably have a higher floor because mm-hmm. end of the day, we're going to play through Harden and Russ and guys who spot up, like we're never going to be bad as long as no, those guys are healthy. Never. They're right? always going to win 50 plus games. Basically. Yeah. But there's also like, okay, what's the, what's the next level for this team? Mm-hmm. It's not no, a hundred percent. I think I'm, I'm of the opinion. I'm a Wiggins optimist at this point, which is, is uh, tough territory to be in. As I am think, I. But, I'm, I'm all, yeah. oh, boy. I just think, and I think he does more than I than I really noticed um, in his time with the Wolves. Like, he's a better playmaker than I realized. Um, and I think, like, there's concerns about the backup point guard position next year, which I do understand. Um, but I, he's, for a second unit, he's a capable playmaker, right? If you put him out there with other guys who can handle the ball, hopefully a little, a little shooting, progress, a little bit of shooting. Um, you put him, you, you tie his minutes always to clay, so they're spacing. Um, and maybe even Draymond a little bit. And and he can do enough as a playmaker to run your second unit. Now, I don't want him running pick and rolls with my first unit. And we know we're going to see that from Kerr. You know he's going to be handling the ball, and Steph and Clay are going to be running off screens, and we're all going to get frustrated by well, that. What we're going to get is teams are going to gonna overload Steph and Clay, and they're going to go to the Wiggins pick and roll. 100%. So, 100%. But I, I think in the long run – And going to get mad. No, I mean, I, it's going to happen. Worse. We know there's it's going to happen. Like, I, there's <laughs> nothing that pisses me off more than that. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm not going to get into it. Actually, I want to hear one final take, Tommy. Okay. Uh, Tommy Jordan. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, final take from any anything related to uh, Warriors, MJ, Kobe, Braun. Um. Anything. I mean, MJ's the goat. Like, I, I we we all we all just saw it. Like, everybody who who is able to be honest with themselves and watch that ten part documentary, you can say it's propaganda. You can you can call it whatever you want, but he's the goat. And now. Look, I'm not saying LeBron couldn't eventually become that. I I, I think LeBron is I am. I, I mean, no, totally fair. But LeBron wins two or three more titles. Maybe some people consider him that. But for the time being, I don't so even we, think we it's get some issues testing in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's close Good for the stuff. time being. Yeah. I don't I don't have I LeBron at number two or anything. Uh, I probably have him five. That's my take. It's just yeah. watching this shit. I'm just like, yeah, he's the goal. Who, who, who can compare? Like, as the biggest resident Steph fan, like, who mm-hmm. can compare? Like, even like you look at. I, I, have, I have one more question before we get out of here. Yeah, yeah. What player is going to do the worst MJ impression next year? <laughs> oh, and God. like annoy because you know, like that every good, good play, <laughs> every good players, question. every good players watching this and being like, you know what, I gotta fucking get on Jordan Poole's ass. That's yeah. what's going to get us to the next level. Um, oh, man, that's a good question. Wow. Uh, um, God, who? Terry Rozier? 
I mean, I mean, MJ's his boss, so yeah. yeah no, there, exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure there. Gonna, gonna be, there is going to be a few be, players he, that are going to get their MJ on. J- uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler already yes. kind of does it anyway. But I could. Yeah, see I was going to say Jimmy's already doing it. Yeah, but I mean, he seems pretty happy down in Miami. Actually, I think if Bam continues to progress, by the way, they're going to be really good. Um, so we got Bam's Bam's awesome. we're going hipster levels here, huh? Oh, super hipster. Dude, super I love hipster. Bam. Yeah, I, I, I love I Bam mean, too. So. I was on Twitter the other day saying I'd probably take Bam over Joel Embiid. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, t- I take him over Draymond, but uh, yeah, right now, I mean, if you well, just right thought, now, yeah, you yeah Bam pro- into the Draymond role, projecting projecting future, sure. not like sure. Sam no, will I mean, Sam I, will do anything to just random Draymond's trace. Just to, right, well, nobody I, asked resident, him about Bam versus Draymond. Nobody asked. I'm the resident Draymond stand on the TL now. I, I I'm the one that gets you know shit for being the <laughs> let, let me let, actually. I gotta ask Tommy this before we get out. Yeah. What yeah. are your realistic expectations for Draymond going forward? Because mm. my, my 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 thing is more. I really worry about his body holding up because of the yeah. way he plays. Like it's not like if you could promise me 2016 Draymond, I would give him like all the max contracts. Sure, but I just don't think, I, you know, that I guess my that's where I'm going with it. What do you think is a realistic expectation for Draymond going forward? So I think expecting him to ever make three-pointers again is unrealistic. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's partially mental, but I think the shoulder issues have a lot more to do with it than anything else. If you just look at his shot. He said, it was, it. He said it's the hip, uh, which I never considered. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was the shoulder. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's clearly a physical thing. It's, it's definitely a physical hitch, thing. The hitch is too obvious. Yeah, and it, like, it's so flat now. Sometimes the ball doesn't even get above the rim. It's like, dude, like, what are you doing out there? I, um, yeah. I, I, I think there's – he should honestly – he just needs to stay in shape. Like that's the biggest – like, dude, just stay in shape all – like you can be like Rodman, but Rodman was always in shape. That's what people say about Rodman. Obviously, he was doing all kinds of other stuff. He's running off to Vegas with right. Pedro, which fuck, more props to him. Um, but <laughs> but like he, the dude apparently was always in shape. That's the stories that everybody tell about him. So as long as Draymond can stay in shape, I, he might physically break down a little take, bit. But he's always going to have the smarts to like take the Peloton him. to Vegas with you. Exactly, bro. Like you could <laughs> your hotel room is going to be big enough. You have a suite at the Aria anyway. Uh, like you're, <laughs> you're gonna, you can stay in shape there, but yeah, I think he's going to be okay. It's just going to be about staying in shape and his role is going to get more pared down, which I, why I think Wiggins is big. Wiggins is going to have to do more as Wiggins. We on. Look guys, listen, Wiggins and Anthony Edwards, they'll, they'll, they'll make this thing go. Oh, God. Uh, oh, the God. Warriors, the Uh-oh. Warriors are going to be all right. <laughs> or on, on and Kong, so, you know, whatever. So many, yeah. just so many poorly, uh, poorly executed dribble handoffs oh, to God. each other. Oh God. It's going uh, to be an interesting year. <laughs> um, we'll get, we'll get you out of here, Tommy. Hey, All right. uh, appreciate you having you on, yeah, man. Thanks guys. Appreciate it's all, it's you, always sir. fun. It's always fun. We'll do it again later. soon. Yep. Let's do it. Later. All right. Um, that was a hell of a podcast. And with that, Ben, thank you, sir. Uh, we appreciate you. Ben, we're not, I, I hope I don't get a text from Ben at 2am. They're like, just <laughs> finished it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so give me an overnighter, guys. I'm camping out. <laughs> we did better than we did better than last time. I think an hour and a half. Um, so good stuff, man. Um, I think we'll end the podcast on Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time, and uh, we're not going to see someone like him again. So unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic. Let's, uh, let's just settle for like two more rings for stuff. <laughs> we'll just call it realistic. <laughs> 
Steph gets two, and that's the goat for me. That's enough for me, man. That's all I need. <laughs> so uh, we'll get out of here. We'll be back with a premium podcast in a few days. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Later.